0: A reading from Luke twenty-two, sixty-six to 71 When the day came, the assembly of the elders of the people, both chief priests and scribes, gathered together, and they brought him to their council. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. He replied, If I tell you, you will not believe, and if I question you, you will not answer. But from now on the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. All of them asked, Are you then the Son of God? He said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Uh, two things. Um, you know, this is a day-by-day uh, recording, uh, but it's impossible to not notice that the narrative is speeding up. There's kind yeah, of sure. like it's like a um, something rolling down the hill. Is it's just going faster and faster. It's becoming more intense uh, with each episode. But when you're reading it through, it has the sa- It has the same uh, aspect to it. Anyway, I I, I just have been noticing this as, uh, you know, because uh, all of this is in one place. There are just a very few days being done here. But a great deal of the gospel is concentrating on these these moments. Uh, The other thing uh, uh, that caught my attention, if I tell you, you will not believe, uh, uh, Jesus says to them and if you yeah. question me uh, you, will not, uh, mm-hmm. you will not answer. But from now on the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of, uh, of the power of God. So he's making this enormous claim which just annoys his enemies even more and they, they become oh, yeah. more um, repulsive to me. Um, yeah. What further testimony do we need? We have heard it uh, ourselves from our own lips, yep. and uh you know it's it's just injustice, we all hate injustice we want we want a fair trial we want and then when somebody is being railroaded like this uh we 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 recoil, and I think that's exactly the right response to what we're seeing here,
1: yeah, we talked a couple of days ago about irony. You know, they, they've got him now. They've got him. He's in front of the Sanhedrin. He has just agreed with the statement that he is the son of man. Um, and uh, they're like, okay, that's all the testimony we need. He can be killed now, right? And they think they're very righteous in their justice. But the irony, of course, is that all he did was speak the truth. He is the son of man. He's the son of God, he's the Messiah. That phrase, Son of Man, comes from Daniel and it's a messianic reference. All he did was just say who he was, but it was so upsetting to the people who are upside down in their thinking that it's what got him killed. And yeah, so in it, but I mean, it's like that's not the end of the story, right? Now, nope, <laughs> billions <laughs> of people, <laughs> billions of people around the world. Um, Worship him for being the son of man. Worship him for being the one true savior of all mankind. So th- this was a momentary mistake, a <laughs> momentary irony. But all of history proves that he was just simply telling the truth.
0: When I was uh, facing some real trials and tribulations as a business guy, I um, and I felt that, uh, I was on very thin ice and, uh, my company could collapse at any time, uh, mostly on money issues. Uh, I had gone into this church on park Avenue and prayed a prayer, not expecting anything because I was very nominal in my Christianity. And then, uh, a few weeks later, I get this call to go buy a Bible and it wasn't on the phone. It wasn't in the air it just entered my whole being. And I felt an urgent need to buy a Bible. But I had a little quip in that time, at that time. And the quip was, I thought I was in the book business, and not the Bible business, which is a kind of a not totally funny thing. But it was really my my mindset was the book business. And yet, the one book that would count the most of all the books I've ever handled or read Uh, Was the Bible. And that moment, uh, I will never forget. I know exactly where I was. I responded to that. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, quoting Paul from Acts. Uh, There was something about it. And I I went and bought the Bible. And I didn't even know what to do with it. It, it, this must be appalling for you to hear this, Nathan, <laughs> because your whole life is so different than this. But I kind of represent probably a, a, a in numbers a much more common sort of a, a, um, response to the Bible. A lot of people just are hands off about it. I find it to be a book of miracles. I find it to be so filled with things that we're reading here and talking about that we're not even touching the surface of the depth of it, and the reality—two thousand years have passed. What a wonderful thing! What a gift that God has given us to have this book, to have this, to to, to redefine who mm-hmm. we are as as, as people—not just as Christian, but as people—and mm-hmm. it's t- totally transformative if you let it be. And uh, that—that's over time. That's what happened to me, and I—I I, I really. Think If you don't have a Bible, I don't care if you get an electronic version or, or whatever. Being in the Word every day is transformative. And I just totally, totally recommend it. Amen. Amen.